Hey guys, Jeremy here. Just dropping a quick note at the beginning of this episode to say sorry about getting it out to you late. Christy recorded an episode while I was out of town, and it took me a little bit longer to get it all ready for you than I thought. But here it is. Uh, it's a little different from our regular format, but enjoy the show, and we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled shows. To episode 128 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about, and we nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. Today is uh, June 5th, 2016. Year of our Lord. <laughs> and I'm Christy, and I might have, um, it, it might be a surprise that it's just me and not Jeremy today, um, but I am joined by my partner, it, my Co-worker, my former co-worker, <laughs> part, not partner in life and love, but definitely friend and partner in podcasting since I worked for his podcast. Welcome to the show, Craig. Finally. Finally. <laughs> finally. Get, and all we had to do was murder Jeremy Holmes. <laughs> right. Put him on a plane to nowhere. <laughs> yes, Jeremy's out of town. And so what do they say? When the cat's away, the mice play. And so I'm letting Craig be on the show see here's here's the all right right off first tangent whenever you just completely railroad <laughs> your podcast uh since jeremy holmes is gone we're gonna have all these cliched sayings and they will all be said right as opposed to just, <laughs> it's just absolute butchering all of them as they right. say when the cats are gone yeah. the cat food won't get eaten what right. <laughs> well that is true <laughs> it's, it is true but no one says it's that his, it's his homeschool homeschoolness those are the things they learn so i i told a story on the eureka podcast i had this i had this friend man we're just gonna just screw i'm just gonna screw that <laughs> nerd out loud format right off the bat but okay i had it. this i had this friend when i uh in college i mean he didn't go to college but we worked together and i slowly found out this guy was kind of a real piece of shit so i kind of oh i'm gonna curse a lot okay I, and uh so i kind of slowly quit hanging out with him and then he started buying drugs off my brother, and uh, one day I made a comp post on Facebook about how awful I hated the area or whatever, and he made a comment about how uh, it's because you – something or whatever. But he used some bad grammar, and so I corrected it. He's like, well, that's why nobody <laughs> likes you. And then he had something in that, and I corrected that. And then he said something about how uh, – he said something about his education. And since I knew he was homeschooled, I said, well, that's because your teacher is an idiot. And he's like <laughs> – He's like, hey, you son of a bitch. My teacher's my mom. I was like, I know. And that was the last time we spoke. That's amazing. I would never say that about Jeremy's teacher. I wouldn't um, either. But uh, but I have. there are times when we're at his parents' house and he says something that's crazier. He says, I'd, I didn't learn history because, you know, homeschooled. And she gets very upset. <laughs> so, what it's do like, you mean? Literally homeschooled. Homes schooled. Right. They actually, 
I don't know if he's talked about this, but they called themselves Holmes Academy because you actually have to have an official name when you are homeschool to apply for things like colleges or different high schools to transfer. So they called themselves the Holmes Academy. Their mascot were the Eagles and they had uh, school t-shirts made up and sweatshirts. And when they would go on family outings, they'd wear the shirts. I mean, that's kind of adorable. Actually, it is kind of there was there's one picture of all of them and his sister, Jessica, doesn't have her shirt on. And he goes, where's her school pride? (laughs) Anyway, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to have my parents be my teacher. Oh, no, 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 no. My mom wouldn't have been interested anyways. (laughs) I don't want to shit on my mom because like uh, but she's. She's dyslexic, so I don't mm. think that would have been a great education on my part. Yeah, I think I was smarter than my mom in fifth grade. So <laughs> my, my mom problem. and my oh man, so my mom is incredibly tone deaf, like so much so that she can't hear the difference between words. So she oh. can't hear the difference. She can't hear the difference between wash and wash. And so like it's not even fun. It's not even fun to like tease her about it because she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds the same. <laughs> it sounds. Yeah, so you know, I live in Washington, and when people say Washington, it, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. So it, it's weird to me how that I, I, how that happens. Like, uh, have you ever heard Miami referred to as Miami? No. So there's a little town about 30 minutes south of my hometown in Oklahoma called my. It's Miami, Oklahoma, but it's no one has ever heard it. No one has ever pronounced it Miami. It's always been Miami, and so like. Everybody in southeast Kansas, uh, that would be northeast Oklahoma, all that whole that whole area calls it Miami. Spelled completely the same, but it's Miami. Well, aren't there some people in Kansas that call Arkansas Arkansas? I think there are. I've never met one. <laughs> yeah, because when I lived in Nebraska, exist. that's what I thought that it was called. Because that's what everyone called it. Until I learned right stuff. Right stuff? <laughs> Until I got out. <laughs> all right so we have a show today we'll probably do lots of tangents in the style of eureka but uh let's first talk about eureka podcast you guys had how many episodes like 160 maybe something like that i can look real quick okay yeah it was it was a lot and uh i mean we were the little podcast that could because like over 163. I think we only missed maybe three weeks over that whole run. Oh my gosh! Wow. And two of those while I were while I was getting hitched. Right, <laughs> you were literally out of so, the country. So we probably missed two other weeks. We missed one week really early on, like week six or seven. We missed one, and then we missed another one when Jeremy was doing work stuff and he was gone, and before we kind of started messing around with Skype stuff. Because originally what we did is we recorded two per day, so we, and so we'd record every other week. Oh, man. So we would record back-to-back and then take a week off and then just to kind of save on all the trips. Not And it's funny how relative trips are because like Parsons and Pittsburgh are – it's like a 40, it's, it's like a 45-minute drive door-to-door from my mom's house to Jeremy's house, which seems like mm-hmm. an eternity, but like I make – 25, 30 minute drives now that I live in Kansas City just to go do things all the time. So it's. Yeah. 
I ride 45 minutes to an hour each way to work. I'm the only person who's moved from a small city to a big city and somehow shortened their commute to work. Oh, really? I have, I have a wretched 11-minute drive to work. It's just the worst. You are the worst. <laughs> Except for that's when I get all my podcast listening in. So it's kind of nice. I have bus naps and listening to podcasts. So even though I wake up early in the morning, I still get an extra hour of sleep. I wake up like an hour and five minutes before I have to be at work. Mm. And that's only so I can make myself <laughs> breakfast. Oh, that that would be really nice. Um, so let's talk about your work situation because that is one thing that people are going to miss about Eureka <laughs> is hearing if the files have ever opened. Oh, God. It's getting worse. <laughs> it's getting so much worse. And it's just... Worse? The, so we've uh, we've kind of... I don't know. How much do you know about, like, coding and stuff? Do you know... Have you ever had to use, like... you, you were Before we recorded, you were mentioning that you use Excel a lot. But have you ever worked at a company that had, like, um, third-party, like, VBA codes put in stuff? Visual Basic code? Like, little macros so. and stuff added to kind of, like, little shortcuts? Oh, I mean, I've used macros and shortcuts and stuff in my own, but so, I mean, that's nothing compared so to what you're doing. When our, when our, because we use Autodesk Inventor, and um, and so when our 3D modeling system was set up, however long ago when they first started doing it, like in, I don't know, 2010 maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I remember, maybe it was longer ago. Maybe they started dabbling with it before then, but anyway, so they had been, they had set up all these little shortcut programs. It little help you like change title blocks and just little little shortcuts that were advan- advantageous and make your life a little easier. Well, in the however long they've been doing that, all these things have been just added into the program as just updates. So all this stuff is now redundant. And so we got we have six little Visual Basic programs that run. And so if you're open if you're opening a model that has like I don't know, like a hundred pieces in it, like whether it just be like a piece of hardware or like a big fabricated piece. It runs those six codes on every single part in that assembly. And so now some of these are smart assemblies. So like you can actually change it, the configurations in the model. And so it'll be referencing other things. So, so you'll have a model that has like a thousand pieces that it's referencing and it's running that little six codes on every single part. And so it's just this big, nasty, just bloated process that isn't needed at all. And so now they have to hire a coder to come in and remove all this. Unnecessary, yeah, and they're just they're just so they just they're just so bad at progress. They won't they yeah. they acknowledge the problem. They acknowledge that it needs to be fixed. The president has signed off, has given a verbal that, yes, we will fix this. And he gave this verbal like two months ago, but he hasn't signed the goddamn piece of paper. And so it's just so frustrating. It's like we had some consultants come in and they estimated that we waste like 1.4 million a year in uh, just processes. Just wasted time. Yeah. We only do 32 million a year in uh, in revenue. How can you afford to lose 1.4? I mean that's no. That's 
They, that's four percent. They could come and pay a coder that's four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's four percent of your. It won't even have to cost that much. But on top of some other stuff, they have to fix. But that's just a microcosm of the greater thing. And then so, one more. So last Friday, they decided they've been doing all these little improvements, like uh, new desk chairs, which are nice. But I'll stick with a shitty desk chair if I can do my job better. But they uh, put in new printers on Friday afternoon. And so since our company operates like it's the 60s, they have to we mm-hmm. have to print like ridiculous amounts of like end week reports. And so of course they installed new printers Friday afternoon without drivers to run them. So nobody oh. can run the reports they need to do. It's it was just the biggest shit show. It's like just it's 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 just maddening. And I and I told my boss last week like said because he's about, I, I, he might just slit his throat right there in front of uh, his boss. He's he's so fed up with well. it. And I told him, said you were seeing how frustrated you are. It makes it hard for me to complain to you about how frustrated I am. And he just left because we all know that the sh- situation is shitty and it's never going to end. I'm just going to kill myself at work. <laughs> Don't do that. How about you apply for a new job instead? I guess I could go that route, but then I would probably <laughs> – but then I would have a longer than 10-minute commute, and I'm not sure I'm willing to do that. Right. <laughs> so death or a longer commute. I get it. <laughs> um, so I have kind of a, a situation in that um, I work for a tech company, and so we're all about no paper, don't print stuff. The way it should be, right? Because yeah, because it's yeah, it's 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 not the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. We d- do a lot of Google Docs sharing. We don't need to have that. It's all digital, nothing. But we got bought out by a comp- by a large corporation that loves paper and Staples. thrives on it and makes their money. <laughs> a magazine company, <laughs> so they Wait, love those paper. Still exist? They- <laughs> exactly. And they require, so I do all of the um, bills and the invoices for the company, and they require us to print out all the invoices and the receipts for everything, and then also the statements, and then mail them to them. And people wonder why the print industry is suffering. There's no need for this. We all just laugh the entire time. Or it was something they asked me to fax them something the other day. I'm like, we don't have a fax machine. Is this the 1980s? It's like, it's like if someone asked me to fax them something, I'd say, first, do you have a DeLorean? What do you mean? a DeLorean? Right. Yeah, I need to go back to the 1900s <laughs> to, to find a fax machine. I had this old boss and he was stuck in the, I think he, so he was 85 when he died. And he would say things to me like, well, can't you just type this on the typewriter? Or why don't you call a secretary pool and they'll, just get and they'll out type the, this just, out for just, you. Just get out the mammograph and make a copy right? of it. Yeah. Well, that's what he would say. He would say facsimile or uh, what would he say? Oh, there's um, another word that he would say. And I would just go, this is so weird. And I told him once, why don't you he said, why don't you call a secretary pool? And I said, I would, but I don't know the area code to 1970. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And then so he had a heart what? attack right there on the spot and died? <laughs> no. He died years later. Oh. He he did think I was really funny at the things I would say, but he wouldn't 
understand them because he refused to carry a cell phone because he had heard that it would make his pacemaker stop. That um, seems so, weird. so he would just drive um, from place to place, and, see, and if he was in limbo, and see, and that's what I would say. I'd be like, you know, you know, this is a cell phone and not a microwave, right? I can't put my frozen burrito in this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So. Oh yeah, we have a we have a run any... list. This isn't a thing I'm used to. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so your work situation, same if not worse. The printers situation made it even worse hopefully it'll um, be fixed look, on monday i'm not crossing my fingers actually oh actually friday just so i could do the things i need to do i just i googled the uh, xerox machine that we got the new one and just download the drivers myself and said fuck it if i get in trouble i'll worry about it on monday yeah so you have that and you won't get a new job because the commute may be longer I'm I'm open to the idea of updating my resume. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is annoying though. And also, there's the whole thing that you have to have LinkedIn if you're looking for a job. Do you? Yeah, it's you. If you maybe, put a LinkedIn, maybe and updated the, it. Maybe in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> no one there looks. I mean, my last two jobs I got off of LinkedIn. The someone recruited me for the one before this. And then this one I found on LinkedIn. You might have people reaching out to you if you just if you just put it up there and didn't do anything else and kept it current. I bet people would reach out to you. I don't. Know. Or you should just move to the Pacific Northwest. I'm not opposed. The only problem with doing that is then I would be in the same time zone as my brother, and I'm not sure I want to do that. Yeah, it's getting a little close. Yeah, he's I, he lives <laughs> in the Portland-ish area. That's his. I don't know specifically, but that's... That's still like four or five hours away. Isn't it weird that we judge distance by time? Yeah, it is. It's a very relative thing to do. Yeah, I don't know how many miles that means. I just know that when I drive to Portland, depending on when I leave, it takes four or five hours. Yeah, because like... Like in Southeast Kansas, if something is... Um, if something is an hour away, that means it's 60 miles. That's, that's not yeah. really the case in other places because, oh, I, I don't have to slow down ever unless there's just a random cow crossing the road. <laughs> or a tornado. No, but then you're just accelerating. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully in the opposite direction. <laughs> there's other, um, oh, that could be a conversation we talk about. Um, I was on another podcast a long time ago, years ago now, and we talked about near-death experiences, and one of the hosts said that he had a near-death experience because the school he was in at the time, a tornado hit, but it hit and like destroyed the school across the street that he was in, but it didn't touch the building he was in. Is that a near-death experience? Um, Did people near him die? Um, no. But the building, he wasn't in the building, but the building across the street. So, like, say your neighbor's house gets destroyed, nothing happens to yours. Is that near death to you? Um, man, that's really pushing the bounds. I think, like, so let's say you're in the cellar of your house that gets, and the tornado mm-hmm. destroys it. That's mm-hmm. definitely a near death. Yes. But I'm not. Sh- mm, mm. 
I don't know. I think I'm. I want to say yes, but logically, all right. Here's I. I'm going to go with no. No, because that would mean if you're in a car accident, right? And it's like a huge pileup, right? And one of the people dies in three cars away from you. You were near death. Yeah, meaning but someone I think near a, you died. I think that type of thing is relative to the scale of the incident. So okay. two cars mm-hmm. is one thing, but when you have something that's capable of blowing winds at 600 miles an hour and can be a mile wide, <laughs> that, yeah. that like if you start going like uh, – uh, if you have a radius that's like 1% bigger than that, <laughs> that's still a massive amount of – I mean still several hundred feet. Yeah. But you – so you live in tornado country. I used to. Where I do think, you count that? I, I guess now southeast Kansas – or I'm not – I don't think Kansas City is quite, quite in Tornado Alley. But like um, I, uh, I've i never been near one. I mean I've seen funnel clouds in the sky. I did go to mm. Joplin, Missouri and helped clean up. Oh, OK. Um, I've got I've – got, I can send you some pictures of some really gnarly stuff. I saw a truck completely folded around a tree like a semi. Uh, like the craziest thing when I was um, doing the cleanup, because I was actually in the lot next to the hospital where it touched down at. It had picked up, so you know those little concrete stops that you uh, like in a parking lot. It was picking those up and throwing them. <gasps> and so, crazy. The thing about that, I mean, if you really think about it, they're they're really low profile and they're angled, and so like to think it could just pick them up and throw them because there's not much to grab onto. I mean, they're kind of streamlined really, but I guess it's, it's just sucking them up and throwing them. They had found x-rays like 50 miles away. It's, it's crazy though. They're scary because there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, we could be sitting next to each other and it picks me up and kills me and you're fine. Yeah, well, not necessarily with something as big as it hit Joplin, but yeah, kind of. Yeah. But also, I am more scared of because I lived there, so I I've lived through lots of tornadoes and stuff. Um, but earthquakes are more scary to me because there's no season for it. There's no alarms that happen. It just happens. Whereas, like with tornadoes, you can tell, oh, we've spotted it this many miles away. The weather is very. You can definitely tell when one is about to come. Yeah, so that's but- why I'm more scared of earthquakes. Yeah, but there's how often does uh like really in today's day and age an earthquake like seven or less isn't that dangerous? Or is it quite seven? Maybe yeah. seven. Or at oh, least in the states. Still, yeah. It still feels pretty terrible and scary. I ex- especially when you're in a high-rise building. I experienced my first earthquake and it was like on the very extreme like because of all the fracking that's going on in Oklahoma, I felt one in mm-hmm. southeast Kansas. And I think it was like a five at the epicenter. And I was several hundred miles away. So I, I remember feeling it and looking up and seeing like uh, cabinet grab thingies like jiggling. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And then it was over. Yeah. But Well, and that's that's scary because man is basically creating earthquakes in that situation. Like they're doing bad stuff to the earth. Right. To make it happen. And you guys aren't ready for it. Like our buildings downtown are earthquake proof in that they're built so that they sway 
with the earth. Mm -hmm. And if that starts happening in, you know, downtown Kansas City, the buildings will just not be okay. Yeah, I think it still takes a thing. I don't even think I think it has to be above like a five for it to even cause damage. And that's even like like moderate damage. Because it's an exponential scale. Yeah, it's it's still pretty scary. I'll take a tornado any day. Do you guys have fireflies there? Yes. Okay. We don't have those. I here. don't know if we have them. Really miss them. I don't know if we have them up here in Kansas City, because I think that's more of a. I don't know if they're really a city bug. Okay. But I know I did have them in Southeast Kansas, but I don't remember seeing them as often as I used to as a kid. Yeah, I, we used to have them all the time in Omaha, oh, and I, I I used to hone my baseball swing hitting fireflies at night. What? Yeah, I was I was just gonna say they are endangered now. Are they? Yeah, I just read a thing about them because I'm going to Minnesota on Friday, and I was hoping that I would get to see some. And they aren't in the cities as much, and they're endangered. That's too bad. I know they're so magical. And it would make my baseball bat glow at night. I know. We used to, I mean, I'm going to say it too. We used to capture them and rub them on our shoes. Uh, used to capture them and put them in jars. Yeah, yeah. And they would live for, you know, a couple days. <laughs> um, okay. So other things that people want to know about, and you can say whether you want to talk about it or not. Um, so do you want to get into a little bit about why Eureka ended. So I was so excited because at one point, Jeremy went to go do something. I don't remember what it was. Um, uh, I think he had to go make another drink. Something. And you said, he's gone. So I'm going to talk and I'm going to lay some truth. And then he comes back right as you were starting to, to discuss uh, it. So in a nutshell, it, we more, I mean, Honestly, Jeremy probably more a little more so than me, but I agreed with his reasoning about ending it when we did because there's a lot of things we can't talk about, and or at least that I can't talk about. And the the show had always been about kind of what was going on in our life, and so, mm -hmm. and I think, and I can't, and I'm not, I don't want to speak for Jeremy, but I think to some degree he also kind of wanted to um do something a little more creative, and so instead of just changing the format, just end it on a great mm -hmm. chapter and then move to the next project. And so okay. it's not like it was any one person's fault. It was just kind of like it was this kind of poetic idea of like this is how far we've come. There was a wedding and now that – I mean it's kind of – I mean it's it's the happy ending. And so mm – -hmm. Because we had actually had talked about ending it a little earlier, like because we had actually talked about jo seriously joking about it. It's like, oh, so anything else happens? Like, oh yeah, I got engaged, and then just being done from there, and never, and just ending the <laughs> podcast on that note. We because we thought it would be hilarious. It would have been, and I would have hated you. For it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, definitely, you um, played a clip of like a really. Back, you when you when you guys started your life was so different oh and crazy difference. you never would have looked into the future and seen what you have now 
But you know what I mean? Like you're living with your mom at a job that you really hate. I mean, even more than the one you hate now. Um, Was when I started. No, I didn't. I didn't actually hate the job. The pay was awful and it was a dead mm-hmm. end. But I really enjoyed the people and it, it was some valuable experience. And so mm-hmm. it's, I didn't really hate the job. It was just a lot of the circumstances. You were worth more. Yeah. That's like here I, I had a master's degree and was making less than 30000 a year. And then oh, yeah, I got – and then I had – I got a single week of vacation. I didn't really have any benefits. The place was cheap as hell. But at least they had an IT department that wasn't incompetent. That's true. Yeah, I mean, our in Seattle, the minimum wage is about to be fifteen dollars an hour. That's I don't make that much more than that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but the cost of living is oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's if you need to live anywhere in Seattle, you're paying two thousand dollars for one bedroom. Yeah, so I, that's that's. There are definite perks of living in the Midwest. <laughs> There's, it's so cheap compared yeah. to everywhere else. <laughs> I mean, the people all suck, but then you have to. Do you, do you think the people suck here? No, I. So what I think is that everybody is super nice and very accommodating. Um, but the political, like, oh. I, I just. Oh yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, I live in the one of the worst states for. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Sam Brownback is the worst of the Republicans. Even the Republicans are turning on that guy. I think I yeah. think Sam Brownback actually has less following with the Republicans than Trump does. It's it's like when when Brownback ran, however many years ago. I don't want to turn this into this big Kansas political <laughs> thing. You can go back and listen to the Eureka podcast for a month, where <laughs> all we did was just complain about Brownback. But like, there was massive Republican ads of people. Begging him to vote, people to vote for the independent guy. <laughs> so I don't think I could personally ever live in a red state ever again, and I hope never to. Um, but even even though Kansas is a uh, even though Kansas is a uh, red state, I don't think Kansas City is as red because it's got it's heavily influenced by Lawrence, Kansas, which is a pretty liberal. City. I mean, it's like well, it's the yeah, boulder of any, Kansas. Well, any in the in the red states, usually the the big cities or the metropolitan areas, those are usually blue, anyways. Little tiny blue dots within. But yeah, Kansas, giant red Kansas state. definitely has its issues. There's a lot of stuff that I'm ashamed of, but <laughs> I I don't know. It's well, and you're um you're close to your mom there. Oh, my and mom. And you do a lot of stuff for her still. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and her parents live there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going back to my mom's next weekend to install a light fixture and put up some molding in the bathroom. <laughs> and you changed her oil before. I think, didn't it take you three tries to change the oil? <laughs> no. I had. Was that the tire or something? I had. Uh, I, I uh, drained it and then I started to put oil in it without putting the drain plug back in it. Right. And then right. I got pissed and leaned against the car and pushed it off the jack because I forgot to set the parking brake. Um, it was just – it was a bad string of things. I was very angry that day. Yeah. It's one of those that now it's funny because it's – and but it seems like a sitcom. Like it would have happened on yeah, like you're Modern like, Family what kind or of, What kind of idiot would actually do that? Oh, this kind of idiot would actually do that. Right. 
And those are the stories I'm going to miss from Eureka. <laughs> and the thing with my mom's car, it's a it's a diesel Volkswagen. So it uses oh. like the oil is hard as shit to find in Southeast in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Yep. Because it's not yep. just normal oil because it has to be diesel Volkswagen rated, which is like mm-hmm. three brands of like specific brands of oil that nobody carries. And it's expensive. I had I had a diesel Volkswagen, a diesel Jetta. Yeah, I essentially I just flushed down the toilet sixty dollars in oil, <laughs> or down the drain pipe. Oh, yeah, and so then the uh, the uh, the drain pan was just overflowing, so I can't even move it without just spilling it everywhere. I was like, Son of a-. <laughs> so mad. All right, so you told me before we started that you have an "Am I a jerk?" I do. Am I a jerk? Yes, I'm a jerk. Everybody's jerking around, yeah. Am I a jerk? Well, you be the judge. Jeremy's never seen the movie The Jerk, yeah. Everybody's jerking around. All right, let's hear it. So a couple weekends ago, I was in the grocery store, and I wasn't in any big hurry. And uh, But I'm standing there where uh, the eggs and dairy and all that stuff kind of bottlenecks down into a narrower aisle. And this lady is just mm-hmm. talking on her phone and just had her back to me. And I, like I said, I'm not in any big hurry at all. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not frustrated at all. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just stand and wait for her and whatever. And she's talking on the phone and then she kind of looks over her shoulder, sees me, goes back to like, turns back over and she keeps talking. I'm like, no, not now I'm frustrated because she's acknowledged me. She sees me standing there waiting to get through. And I'm like, really? You're just going to. All right. Now I'm curious. Let's see what this lady does. Meanwhile, her little I'm assuming her kid's a shithead, but he's fishing around in her purse and he grabs this uh, card out of her uh, purse. And then she uh, she's too busy to notice that her kid's fishing around in her purse. And then uh, he drops whatever he was playing with on the ground and then she finishes her phone call puts the phone in her purse and then starts to slowly move out of the way well i go up to see what it is and see that it was only like her uh her grocery store like rewards card i kicked it Mm -hmm. under the uh egg case (laughs) (laughs) i only wish she would have seen me do it okay what if it was her debit card or a credit card or her license would you have done that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say if it, was, if it was a credit card. If it was a bank card, probably not. If it was a driver's license, I probably would have. <laughs> so that's when it gets into jerk territory. But I'm going to give you a. We need a scale, like full on jerk mode. Like Jeremy leaving me at the park and ride so he can eat soup is full jerk, like five. And <laughs> really, I got like, cause like the kid, I saw the kid drop it down and I was, so I may have told the change of events wrong because like I had every intention of picking up and handing it to her until she just completely dismissed me. I'm like, nope, never mind. I don't care. I, I don't, I, I was so, I was so miffed at that point. It, I don't, it could have been her, uh, passport and I would have kicked it under the, I was so pissed. <laughs> just, cause she just looked at me, didn't even, she's just like, oh, you can wait. Do you know what's really weird is I went to the grocery store today and there was like people were there's a lot of those like things in the middle of the aisles where they're trying to sell something. And because it's an 
insanely hot today. It's over 90 degrees. And for Seattle, that's just uh. the whole city shuts down because no one has air conditioners. Um, they, we do in your car, in our cars, obviously, but not in your houses. So they had big piles in the middle of the aisles of like fans or like ice packs or, you know, things that they're trying to sell. And so because of that, the aisle was very small. And this woman, same thing at the eggs, she just parks her cart in front of the eggs, stopping four or five people in front of her and behind and starts looking at all the eggs. She doesn't, she could have pulled over and moved it and then done that. But she just says there, looks around at everyone and just decides to take her sweet time, then picks out the eggs, puts them back in her cart, and then just like, did you stands there for a little bit? Like she doesn't know what is next on her list and then continues. And I'm like, this lady, are you joking me? I might have at that time pushed something under the thing too. Maybe we're jerks. Yeah, I, 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 I don't feel bad that I kick something under a case that she can easily just, when she gets to register, oh, I can't find my card. Oh, what's your phone number? And then be fine with. Right. I don't, I don't feel bad at all about that. I've wasted her. Who keeps those cards anyways? As soon as I get those, I throw them away if I know my phone number is associated. Yeah, here's the thing, though, is I'm uh, pretty secretive with my phone number. So a lot of times I don't give my actual phone number on those. So, I just give my parents old phone number that I grew up with. I, I do that with my mom's phone number a lot too. <laughs> because ours, ours are all, all of our grocery ones. I don't know if it, this is like that there, but are tied in with gas discounts. A lot of them are. Yeah. So I know that um, we use this old phone number that we had because it's so easy. There's only like four numbers and um, that just repeat. So I know that my dad uses it, my mom, my sister, and I do, but I use it the most, and I'm the one that gets the gas, so take, I get all their discounts. Just fleecing the family on gas. Right. They're like, I don't understand. I use this car all the time. I don't say, why I ever get discounted why gas? Why get? <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. The reason, part of the reason I don't, I only go to Quick Trips, and Quick Trips never have those, like, gas things. Wait, Quick Trips? Oh, yeah. Tell me more about this. <laughs> well, see, Quick Trips, I know you and Jeremy Holmes are are uh, are, are hip to how awesome Quick Trips are. So, like, yes. I never go to a, gro- a gas station that isn't a Quick Trip. Because you want to get roll food, roller food? Tube food. Tube food is what it's called. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not that I always get that stuff when I go there, but it's like I want the option in, in case I do. And so I only go to a gas station where I like I might get something else unless I'm like like desperately low. I like I'm terrible. I I know that you should never let a car get below a quarter tank of gas, and yet mm-hmm. I never fill up as often as I'm supposed to, even though I could easily do it. I'm like constantly, oh, I got I got five miles still empty. I'm good. I don't I don't have to get gas yet. That's because you only have to drive ten minutes away. This is true. Well. I got so when I had the diesel, I got in the habit of I never let it go half a tank because there were times when, like in the city of Seattle where I work, there's no diesel gas oh, station. Oh yeah. It's, well, also, so if a diesel runs out, it's much worse on a diesel than it is a gas right. station. <laughs> right. So I just got in that. There were times when I was on fumes, coasting downhill to the one gas station I knew that had diesel. So I just. 
am set in the habit of always getting it at half a tank. There's a uh, so I my mom's I had driven my mom's Jetta up to Kansas City a couple times, and once you so that's it's a it's a two hour ish drive from Kansas City to Pittsburgh, where nothing is open between Pittsburgh and uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's one gas station on the south end of Kansas City that has diesel, and then there's nothing open until you get back to Pittsburgh. So you had to get gas there or or diesel. I don't know what I'm calling it gas. You had to get diesel. Diesel is not gas. Yeah. I had to get right. fuel <laughs> there or there's a chance that I wouldn't be able to get back if I – uh. but then again, her Jetta also got, like – 48 miles per gallon so it's not like yeah it's crazy right <clears throat> so oh it's got it's got two t- it's got two gallons in there we're good yeah i really miss it even though you can't buy them anymore why not because they're liars oh well there is that <laughs> but i Did you... i would t- i would get so, another one so you had a, a so you had a volkswagen let me guess you got rid of it because it started to have electrical problems no Really? I got rid of it because it was a um, lease and my lease was up. Oh, so you didn't have it long enough for it to have electrical problems. No. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a Volkswagen Bug convertible the first year and that one had electrical oh, problems. I don't understand how a, an automobile can be that notorious for being that shitty at something and then never address it. Yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. Like everybody I know with a Volkswagen had one with electrical problems. And what was really frustrating is I would take it in and I would say, because the electrical problem I was having is that the headlights would go out all the time. And I would say, I have replaced these three times this month. There's something bigger, like something else is going on that this specific headlight is burning out all the time. And they're like, nope. And they would charge me because that's not under the warranty. And then I took it to a different dealership and I was like, listen, they're like, oh, yeah. The electrical system has like fried the fuse and then they're like, oh, we fixed it. And then they gave me like credits for how much I had paid in in new light bulbs or whatever. So that was so I did have issues with it. So there you go. There you go. (laughs) Just not that specific car, but yes. (laughs) All right. So I had some wedding chat. Okay. Um, Let's do this. Okay. Um, so our our reception is coming up in a month, a little bit over a month. And we kind of did it a little bit backwards in that, you know, we had our tiny little wedding with 20 people and then we're doing the reception. But before that, I had a bachelorette party. No, I didn't. Not yet. I had a shower, but I have already been married before. So I was like, nope, you don't do a shower for a second wedding. Like I just because I also do not like having parties that are focused around me where all the showers I've ever been to are a bunch of ladies sitting around talking about weddings and marriage while looking at me while I open presents and playing stupid games. So uh, a couple of my friends, specifically Jeremy's sister, were like, I want to have a party to celebrate you. And I said, we can do this if we have an activity where the focus is not on me. And nobody looks at me and we don't talk about weddings and I don't have to stand in front of everyone in open presence. So you had a beer pong themed party. <laughs> oh, no, we went to one of those paint and sip parties. Oh, yeah. I yeah. So we did that. 
and um, it it was successful. My best friend's mom, I think I talked about this on the last episode, um, got me some sex gag gifts, which were super embarrassing. Fun. Especially to open in front of uh, Jeremy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, both of our moms were next to each other, which I feel oh. really sorry for anyone that was sitting next to them. They, um, let's see, they're like, Jeremy's mom they're, told they're like surgery what, stories. Yeah, they're like, they're like vinegar and oil, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> they're very different. That's true. They're, they're, they're very different people, but similar personalities. Like they, um, are one uppers. They like to take over the conversation. Like if you're saying, oh, you know, my friend has cancer and it's pretty bad. They'll come in and well, well, my neighbor died last, you know, yesterday. I mean, that's actually happened to us. We were telling a story about our friend that has a brain tumor and that, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And, it, and his mom came in and said, well, the neighbor girl has leukemia and she has about six months to live. And it just like literally stopped. And we all just looked at her and like, do we know this girl? Have we ever met her? Oh no. Does she still live here? No, she, they moved about a year ago. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> so this reminds me of a story that's, I was trying to be funny, but it didn't come off that funny. So I was at a uh, we were we were, we went to a party. Means when I was in college, me and some friends. And before we went to the party, we were kind of we of course we were drinking. And I have this I can open a beer bottle with a beer bottle. Oh, and uh, I did that, and the the lid, the lid popped, and the cap hit me right in the eye. It was about as painful as anything I'd ever been at, and so like. And my like I was just like so, like anytime like course we're at parties now and so people are taking pictures the flash was like killing me and all this but so anyway before we get there we get to this we get we're standing outside waiting uh, just kind of hanging out and there's a guy who's like who's got like one and a half legs okay and I make it like one yeah. and a half okay one and a half okay and so I like yeah I mean I can relate because I just got hit in the eye with a, a bottle cap today so I mean I know your pain and I thought it was <laughs> hilarious everybody's like seriously I was like. I was sorry. I mean, I thought it was funny because he didn't just lose it. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, he, I, I've never seen the guy before or since. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. I thought yeah, it was so... hilarious, but everybody gave me shit about it the whole night. I was like, I was just messing around. I mean, I didn't I wasn't actually trying to compare my plights of my temporary yeah. blindness in one eye versus that guy having one and a half legs. Well, did that guy laugh? No, not at all. No. He gave me a look like, seriously, dude. <laughs> well, cool story, bro. I'm going to go hop <laughs> along over here on my crutches and avoid you for the rest of the night. Yeah. I should have just kicked his crutches out from underneath him. And then I would have really got the last laugh. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. You're definitely a jerk meter on that. <laughs> Hi on that one. Um, yeah. And my mom famously called both my sister and I and said, your cousin's dead. And we were like, wait, what? Which cousin, like, what happened? He died in the war. Okay, well, what war? We have no cousins that are in the military. What happened? Oh, well, it's my step, my great step aunt's son's grandson died in Iraq. I'm like, have I ever met him? Do I know his name? Could I legally marry this person? (laughs) If the, the answer is no... Or yes to the marrying part. It's not my cousin. And don't call and just say your cousin's dead. 
so <laughs> those are so they're very similar but very different people and they're next to each other trading stories of surgeries or you know like one-upping each other and my poor friends sitting around having to hear this and I guess at the end um so my first husband's name was Casey and my first brother's are, I think name was Casey your first brother <laughs> The he who shall not be named. Yeah, um, and we've been divorced for 10, over 10 years now. And my mom, at the end of it, you know, we're doing our painting or packing up. She tells my best friend's mom, you know, this was really difficult for me, this painting thing. Um, because Casey and I used to take art classes together. What? <laughs> and then she went on to say, Christy's really upset with me because I posted on this Facebook, but I just am having a really hard time um, get, getting over it. So so basically your I just, mom loves Casey more than you. Well, I guess so. So then I hear this in the car because we all rode together. My mom, not my mom, but my friend and I. And she it's tells really me this that story. And I was like. Was, was Casey her plus one to your wedding? <laughs> Oh, God, that would be terrible. Um, <laughs> so I get in the car and I hear the story and I was like, okay, let's clear this up. They took a class at a craft store 15 years ago. It wasn't that they were ongoing art lovers, that they had this I'm, thing that they did together. <laughs> I'm picturing Casey. Of course, I don't know what Casey or your mom look like, but I'm picturing Casey mm -hmm. doing the uh, ghost pottery maneuver to your mom <laughs> oh no <laughs> please no <laughs> while listening That's to image i can't get out well who, who who's saying that the righteous brothers was that yeah, i think it was the righteous brothers <laughs> unshamed melody yeah so that i mean that is insane and i told my dad that story he was laughing so hard he was crying like <laughs> tears are coming out he's like what the hell like that's not a thing and so <laughs> what she's saying is 15 years ago she took a one day class in painting and now she's so upset about it like she must have she could she could be like the bob ross of her time or what's the painter of light douche guy she could have been an artist but because she can't get over that she had done this with casey she'll never paint again <laughs> it's so ridiculous and the other thing is they're not like friends. She hasn't seen him in over 10 years. So why but, is she bringing this been, up all of a sudden? You've been divorced for 15. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't but, make no, but, sense. But what I'm getting at, you've been divorced for 15, but she hasn't seen him in over 10. Oh, no. She did used to see him. Oh, she would oh. invite him and his new girlfriend over for um, dinners at my house. At I mean, my at your house. home. Yeah. When I wasn't there, like she would say, oh, I had them over for dinner tonight. I'm like, well, that is weird and inappropriate but even weirder that his new girlfriend wanted to come right <laughs> i i imagine he didn't yeah so this weird old lady is just invited us for dinner it's free food yeah, it's gonna be weird food. as shit but it's free food <laughs> i mean yeah because he we decided to get divorced and he was dating her right away and then like they were engaged like three months later oh man before Inks, we even ink was barely dry yeah, I mean, I I didn't care. I was over it for 
years I was trying to get him to join the military and stuff like that like we were both over it we just needed to actually do it but I just think that slowly that's putting weird. rat poison in his coffee <laughs> but I mean don't you you didn't say no you didn't say no no I wouldn't I wouldn't have poisoned him because then I would have had to clean up a body you know smothered him with a pillow I just stopped caring that he was cheating on me, if that tells you anything. In, in, invested in a hog farm. <laughs> if only. Because then all you do is pull the teeth. Pull the teeth. Oh. Yeah, because you okay. don't want the teeth tearing up the hogs and uh, intestines. Yeah, we might have to talk about this offline. I, uh, you're giving me some ideas. So, so here's the thing. My uh, godfather slash great uncle slash great all around guy. Just happened to have hogs. He didn't do them for any kind of nefarious thing. He was just mm-hmm. had a farm, a small farm, like had bacon. hogs. Yeah. Well, a cousin of mine one time in a fit of rage screamed at a bar, a guy at a bar, my uncle has a hog farm. I can get rid of a body. And I was like, you have to come with me. We have to go now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just announce that. <laughs> just screaming at a guy. I was like, it's like we are both going to jail now. Thank you. <laughs> That's terrible. And then, so. And this, this was before all... the movie Snatch. So he was aware of this before then. Yeah, they'll eat anything, right? Uh, pretty much. Okay. Wow, we really just, um, just brought that to an awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy will fix it. <laughs> He's magic. I hope he does um, now. Jeremy will fix it now. We just have that <laughs> weird, awkward pause. Yeah. Like I said, we just need to discuss this off the air because I have some ideas. <laughs> we don't. Um, we don't see so, a drone strike anymore. No, nope, we don't. Hog farm. That's what we'll call it from now on. <laughs> um. So I've done a lot of like crapping on my mom for the things that she's done during this wedding chat, but I do have something about my dad, which is, I asked him for a list. Like you do. Hey, mom, give me your list of all the people you want to invite. Dad, you give me yours. You know, everyone give me your list. And my dad gave me a bunch of his. And five of his invitations returned. He probably gave me seven addresses. And of those five returned bad addresses this week. Uh, well, I can. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pull a Christie's mom here and one up him on this. I okay. I uh. I hadn't updated I've, – I've lived in this house now for over a year and I hadn't updated my shipping information on Amazon because that's how mm. often I ship something. And so oh. I bought something on Amazon and it got shipped to my mom's house. And so I told her – I was like, and I gave her my address and I gave it to her wrong. I gave my <laughs> own address wrong. That's hilarious. So did she ship it to you? Well, my mom works at UPS and so she tried to. <laughs> Oh. So she just had it forwarded to me here, but then she gets a uh, – so then uh, she's like, well, I checked on the package. It said the address didn't exist. And I was like, huh, that's weird. What was it? Oh, that's because that's not my address. Oops. <laughs> and I do – I mean I guess this is a mini drone strike since I did the IRS the last time. This is the, U, um, the United States Postal Service in that I mailed these – May 1st, and we just got them returned, not deliverable, June 1st. She just mur- That's way too long. 
I'm going to, instead of sending back the uh, unfortunate, we can't make it, I'm just going to send on it, return to sender, <laughs> wrong address. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Wrong address. Yeah, I mean, and all, so five of them were for my dad, and one was Jeremy, whose friend gave him the wrong address. And I, so then I talked to him today, and my dad just thought it was funny. And my sister goes, oh, yeah, it's just known you don't ask dad for addresses. <laughs> okay, why don't some people share this with me? And then he said, I said, you need it to call your friends. clearly on his Tumblr page. Don't ask me for ad- addresses. <laughs> don't, don't look at his Tumblr page. Um, <laughs> so I, I said to him today, I'm like, you need to call your friends because they're about to get invitations in the mail this week that say that they need to be returned in 10 days. So that's going to look like they were afterthoughts or plan B. So please call your friends and tell them it was your fault. He goes, no, you know what I'm going to (laughs) do? This is his plan he's hatched in his mind. I'm going to tell them that that I mixed up their addresses. So one went to one person, the other went to the other, and it all got returned. Isn't that funny? I'm like, no, because that's a lie. And it's going to look like I did some shenanigans. He wants to take all the pressure off of him. Well, when, they, when, that's you, the when you resent thing. them out, you could have attached a note. This is because of my dad. <laughs> oh, I could do that. I will. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, and then also he texted me this week and he said, oh, yeah, um, Papa Q's family is coming from Korea. So add six more people. Oh, just six more people. So, yeah. But if those are the only two things that happen that he's a part of, I'll take it. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it's like, fair, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, your wedding's all done. Do you have any wedding chat that you want to talk uh, about or can? No, I think I think everything that I can talk about, I and then some I probably already cut, discussed on the Eureka podcast. So if you haven't heard it over there, it's just too bad. It's really. <laughs> or just go listen to it. Yeah. So would you, or no, you had a destination deleted, wedding? We've already deleted the entire catalog. That's not true like, at all. Done. Push the red button. It's all gone. Scorched Destroyed. earth. Yeah. We, Jeremy and I both turned a key. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. A, a, a handcuffed briefcase. Um, so you had a destination wedding. Would you recommend that to people? Yes and no. Typically, a destination wedding is done with about eight to nine months planning. We did it in four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so on one hand, it, it there's a lot of d- decisions and stress that is – you just pass the buck. You don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Of course, then again, you're passing a lot of cost on to whichever guests right. decide to come. And right. so there are a lot of great things about it. There's, I mean the, the, the it was gorgeous. Um, there's – it's – I mean, there's it's a, it's a it's an easy way to like. Well, we understand if you can't make it, knowing full well they're not going to make it. Exactly. And so there's there, there's there's definitely it's a nice way to weed out. There's, I would definitely if you're going to do it, do it with the full time frame, fully vest the places, really, because really what happened is because of how far some people were traveling to this. We wanted to book a resort that was close to an airport because I didn't want my mom to have to drive two and a half hours to an airport and then right. land in Jamaica and then drive Take two and a half hours buses. to a, a resort. And that's the case. That was the case with you know Jeremy had to do that. He had to drive all the way from Parsons, Kansas to Tulsa, I think. And so it was, mm-hmm. 
And so we just didn't want to make so we 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 intentionally chose a place. And so then after we did that, we had to pick. We were the, a lot of the dates were booked, so we had to kind of that 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 like the first place that we really wanted to go. It was just booked for like that whole week before and after. So it was like, well, that wasn't an option. Um. Uh, and so it's that's just really kind of if you're going to do it, don't cut on the time. It's really. And so that way you can fully vest all the places. You can ask all the questions you can do. You can just – that's that, that was – that kind of – because I think if we had more time, we would have – we probably wouldn't have picked the place we went because mm-hmm. we would have known some things about the place more than we did. We kind of like – we have to pick a – kind of it came down to like, well, we have to pick a place. Let's pick one. It's like where – because yeah. it kind of like – it doesn't – ultimately – we're going to be there with great people. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be gorgeous wherever we went. So, I mean, it was kind of a really what's the worst that can happen. And But there were some things that either we weren't really – didn't know was going to be the case or mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, it was – was I, I, I definitely recommend doing the all-inclusive thing at least once, even if it's not a wedding. Uh, we try to go to Mexico um, every December. And we always do all inclusive. It's definitely worth it. For sure. Okay. So I have a question that I like to ask people all the time and kind of gauges what kind of person they are, I guess, or like where we have similar um, likes and dislikes. So I need to know your top five TV shows of all time. Okay. So two and a half men. Okay. I'm kidding. Are these serious? No, no, no. I was not serious at all with that one. Okay. Because I, was, I, was, I was already like one check, one <laughs> strike. I was, I was just. I actually was pulling up my notes to write uh, Craig as a douche. I was really <laughs> curious to see who. Was. So I actually wrote down my file. So I. Uh, okay. The first two are in order. The next three are not. So okay. my favorite show of all time is Parks and Rec. I adore that show. And it's so good. Have you read. Um, Nick Offerman's book. Mm-mm. You need to. I don't read a lot. Oh, I, I just I listen to it on. I listen to it audio style, and he reads it. It's hard to do and that. He talks. It's hard to do that when you have a ten minute commute to work. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it was so great, though. I highly recommend it to anyone listening. Nick Offerman's gumption and listen to it. He talks a lot about. So basically, the basics is he. I think it's twenty one. Twenty one Americans that he thinks have gumption and then he weaves all these stories in about his life about people from parks and rec um different characters and he he's a pretty great person nick Off- I, I highly recommend it. i watched one of his stand-up spe- or not stand-up special but i watched one of those uh kind of like one of those specials that he did with his wife like american ham or something like that yeah mm-hmm. um and he's the reason that i'm going to start slowly building a wood shop yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I mean, it made him have, talking about it made me want to. Have you ever been to his shop. wood shop's website? No. Should I? Uh, only if you want to like cry because you're never gonna be able to afford anything he builds. <laughs> the cheapest thing when I went on his website was a three hundred dollar cribbage board. Oh my gosh, I don't even play cribbage. My mom but, does. Yeah, I mean, he talks a lot about um, the woodworking and and builds that into how he. Um, it became a better person because of it, and how I, it's it's just really great. He was on Letterman once, rec- 
and they were talking about production rack and they brought out the he was on the cover of like modern woodworking magazine and he was fashioning mm-hmm. it. He was making one of those canoes and Letterman mm-hmm. was like, so how much does one of those cost? And he kind of takes a second. It's like, I can make you one of those for 20,000 for a canoe, <laughs> a wooden canoe. But like you can get a nice motorboat for that. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, but that's because that's the type of craftsmanship and time that goes into because it's yeah. all hand. He builds it all it's, by hands. So yeah, it's it's yeah. When you're talking about several hundred hours of craftsmanship, that's just the going rate. Yeah, and he tries to use old timey hand tools whenever possible, yeah. instead of using like electric drills or sanders or anything like that. It's pretty. It's pretty. I highly recommend that book. And then also another book that you won't read, Amy Poehler's book. She does a whole chapter about all the actors and the characters on Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, I love the idea of reading them, but it's just I for one, I am a I, I read at a glacial place. I it's it's so hard for me to read and I just get frustrated because it just takes so long. It's mm. it's just it's it's my kryptonite. It's it's and I realized that if I would just read more, it would be I would get faster at it, but it's still so frustrating. Like I I I I, I ain't good at reading. <laughs> well, that's why I love the audiobooks because I feel like if I'm reading, then I could be doing a million other things. I would. And so now I listen and just like when I go to the gym, I listen to a book or um, when I'm commuting, which you don't do anymore, but um, I listen to a book or when I'm driving somewhere. My yeah, and my ADD prevents me from uh, listening to audiobooks while I work because then I just won't do work. Right, <laughs> or or all of a sudden you go back into the book and you're like, wait, what are they talking about? All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I have, I have before in my life, I have actually read a chapter and then gone back to the beginning of that chapter and read it again because I did not retain any of it. Yep, so frustrating. So anyway, okay. So sorry, Parks and Rec. My second favorite show, and it was my favorite show up until the last season of Parks and Rec. But they just that last season was so perfect. But anyway, uh, Rested Development. I mm-hmm. I've seen Arrested Development start to finish four times. Okay. Um, and then the last three that they're just in no order. They're just the other five. Mm-hmm. I like them equally. It would be Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and Friday Night Lights. Okay. That's that would be my five. Well, so mine are I've talked about them before, and it, what's funny is that things have been kicked off as they and and when a show ends terrible, I'll kick it off. Like even if it's really great. So one of the um one one show is Dexter that started really oh, strong and had great episodes. Actually, the last season shit the bed so bad that it. It killed it all. Dexter, like it goes back and just destroyed it. Dexter had more bad seasons than good seasons. Oh, that's true. I the um they should have ended it the John Lithgow season, and it should have just ended like that, and then it would have been up there, at least in my top ten. But they didn't. They kept it going for two, three, maybe even four more seasons, and it yeah, was terrible. Seasons, yeah, it was one yeah. of the, that so, ending was so bad, so bad, so bad. So it went back and killed it, and it's not good. It it can't even be in my top 100 list. So there's um, things like that. So I have Lost. Breaking Bad. No. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Arrested Development. <laughs> so I have How I Met Your Mother and Parks and Rec are tied. And then um, Fire. And what? 
The Wire. Oh, I liked The Wire, but I think the, the only reason The Wire is not in my top five is that I'd watched it years after it was on. I didn't watch it as it was new. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I watched mm-hmm. it, it was a little dated and overhyped. So it's not yeah. that it was bad by any means, but it was just like, um, it, it's just like I keep watching things with burner flip phones. I'm like, um, yeah, that's not yeah. a thing that people do <laughs> anymore. Pagers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did have the Sopranos on there, but The Wire beat that out. Um, and also, honestly, Better Call Saul is so good that it might beat one of these out. I think I either have, I think I, I think we finished that last weekend or we have one episode. I think we finished it mm-hmm. and it, Better Call Saul earns big brownie points because, uh, Kim Wexter wears a royal shirt in one of the episodes. <laughs> how, how we but finally got, so great, we finally right? got me on this show and I didn't talk baseball once. But I mean, do you agree that Better Call Saul is, is as good as Breaking Bad? The only problem with Better Call Saul is a lot of the tension that would be if it was like a one-off isn't there because you know Saul's never going to die. Right, that's true. And so you know, you know, Mike's not going to die. You know, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's almost like the ending's been spoiled as you're watching it as it goes. But it's still really good. I still really, really mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's fairly fun seeing. Uh, the cameos or people coming back from other Breaking Bad seasons. I and I yeah. just just once I want to see a scene where something's going on and you just see Walter White in the background on a park bench. He has no lines. Yes, he just he's just back. Just kudos. Yeah, wink. they have to do that. They have to do that, right? I would I would hope so. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Um, let's see. So oh. I do have a question about baseball. So you, one of the things you nerd out about is baseball. Uh, Can you, in ten sentences or less, say why? Why baseball? Well, for me, I don't think I can do it in ten sentences, but I can do it in a short, <laughs> short little story, just because I know we're going long. Um, for like, so I grew up playing baseball. It was just my favorite thing to do every summer. And then when I got, I was terrible at it. And so when the game passed me by, I kind of gave up on it for a while because I was bitter. And so then I got back into it when I went to I did my I did a study abroad in Germany and I left I I just happened to leave on opening day and then I was like well shit I can't casually watch baseball and so then I started reading everything I could about it and then I came across what you know the Moneyball or advanced statistics stuff and then I was like oh wait mm-hmm. I can combine my favorite sport with a calculus <laughs> count me in <laughs> yeah I can get crazy nerdy on a sport that I can't play anymore and I can just delve into just just crazy and I, I i don't even go as crazy as some people do on like the mm. advanced analytics on baseball but yeah i mean i i read statistical stuff on baseball that the average baseball fan has no comprehension of at all and sometimes it gets really hard to be smug if i'm like so like i live in kansas city now everybody wears royal stuff everywhere um which mm. isn't a thing that happened 10 years ago cuz i actually kind of to some degree miss the days when the royals were terrible and I could go to a yeah. Royals game for $5 and sit anywhere I wanted. Because yeah, exactly. that is not the case anymore. It's expensive as hell to go to a Royals game now. Um, And so I I, I just I, – I, it's it gets hard when I be having a conversation like, well, this is a guy. They're just throwing out the, the cliche sports narratives. I'm like, oh, you fucking asshole. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like to – 
it, it has been like to be a Seahawks fan. Yeah. And I bet you go to every like quick trip and there's Royals gear for sale and that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, there's a year or two ago. Yeah, there was I, the I don't like so like the litmus of an excellence or a bad season is a hundred. So if you have an hundred, if you win a hundred games, that's an excellent season. So if you lose a hundred, that's a terrible season. The Royals lost a hundred games four out of five years during one stretch, and so, and so, and then on top of that, so not only were they worst, the worst team in Major League Baseball, bordering on like the worst team in all of sports, they also had a terrible minor league system. So not only were they bad, they were drafting in the top round every year, but they were too cheap to invest in good players out of the draft. And so it was, so when the guy who's the gym who actually took over the job, like a year and a, a couple weeks ago or 10 years and a couple weeks ago, they had the worst farm system and were the worst team in baseball. And so it's like, he not only took them to back to back world series and built them up to have one of the better farm systems. It's, it's the, the turnaround and how much different the Royals are now and then. And so like, I used to like, I would have friends just like, just make fun of me because I'd be wearing royal stuff. Like, why are you wearing royal stuff? They're so terrible. And it was like, it's, I mean, I would be just actively made fun of. And it was just, I just kept telling people, it was like, well, the, the sweet end is sweet without the sour. And I mean, it, I came close a couple of times to really just giving up, but fortunately I didn't. So now I have to deal with the assholes. Well, you bandwagon fans, I was like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a bandwagon Royals fan. I remember the uh, the early 2000s when they didn't have a single good player and it was like watching yakety sacks every game. It was. <laughs> so I, I don't know anything about baseball, uh, but I guess the Mariners are doing good. Yeah, I honestly it's it's funny because now that the Royals have gone to back to back World Series and won it last year. And of course, my life is completely different now. I have watched mm-hmm. this is the least amount of baseball I've watched in like 10, 15 years now, which is weird because they're still pretty good. And I just, I just, I don't have the time. My life's completely different. I still, mm-hmm. I follow it as much as I can. I read about it as much as I can, but it's, it's just, it's. There's less stress, right? There, there's the, that, I, I imagine come August when playoffs are coming up, I'll probably start paying a lot more attention, but I just, mm-hmm. I just I don't have the time because I, I would watch 150 games a year for a while, and I just I can't justify doing that now because <laughs> now there are people in my life that would be mad if I did that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I once the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, I my superstitions kind of went away. I didn't feel as stressed about the whole situation, and I I don't know. I'm almost I'm not going to make an official announcement that I'm giving up on football, but it's pretty difficult to be a fan of the NFL. Well, (laughs) the NFL's that that's another thing, I guess, if if the Major League Baseball had the track record of the NFL, maybe it would be a lot harder for me to give it up. But it's it's rough. It's. I, I think if if I was the the level of NFL fan that you were, because I mean I, there was a time when I was fairly hardcore NFL fan, mm-hmm. but like if I was like that now, I would like I, I feel like I just have to just like constantly feel like I needed to take a shower. It was because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so much bad stuff, just yes. so much bad stuff. And then well, once I worked for the company that has NFL licensing agreements 
it I knew some inside kind of stuff and it just felt really gross. It's just not just I, I, I once saw someone compare the NFL to the tobacco lobby of the 80s. Oh, yeah. And I was I like, oh, that. wow, that bad. Well, just the fact that they're they're a nonprofit is disgusting. I think Major League Baseball is the same way, but it, but I think that's just it's weird how that works because essentially, like all the teams are private contractors working under an umbrella. Right. It's it's such a weird yeah. thing. Like so, like at first, like well, the NFL is a fourteen billion dollar industry. How are they a nonprofit? Well, it's because it's revenue generated by teams. The NFL itself shouldn't be, but then again, if you want to really look into it, most nonprofits turn a crazy profit and don't only turn like thirty percent into charity. And it's like it's it's you could make yourself right. sick. <laughs> so in that exactly. essence, they're kind of like every other nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do a little bit of space news. Are you gonna you gonna talk about how uh, NASA has discovered that the universe is expanding faster than they thought? Oh, mm mm. I was going to say Jeremy and Ellie went to NASA this weekend and Jeremy cried. That's space news <laughs> this week. <laughs> you know, it's – see, now we'll have to get me on another time so I can nerd out about baseball even more. But uh, that way I can tell my story of uh, my senior project at NASA. Oh, really? Jeremy would love to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. Huntsville, Alabama. Is that where space camp is? Oh my gosh! Did you ever see that movie? Nope, I did not. Oh. I didn't even know it was a movie until a couple years ago. I can't believe Jeremy hasn't watched it. Jer- like your but Jeremy hasn't I watched can. it. Yeah, it's because they had very limited movies and TV that they could watch, and when they didn't even have a VCR, they would go rent it from Blockbuster. The whole <laughs> VCR. And then they had only they could only watch like G or PG movies. I, I man, I, I used to think that I was sheltered in the things that I could and couldn't watch. But nope. then I hear other people like <laughs> like that. I, there were still a yeah. lot of things that people like you couldn't watch that. But yeah, it's <laughs> so basically there's any 80s or 90s movies. It's just like a hole in his like has his his knowledge. Has he at least seen Goonies? Because it was no. Really, he hasn't seen Goonies. No, he's talked about it before, but... At this point, he's becoming a bad parent. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely show her um, E.T. and What about The Princess Bride? Goonies, but Has he seen The Princess Bride? I don't know if he's seen that one. Because... So, the, the reason why he hasn't seen Goonies is that someone told him before he'd seen it that he looked like Chunk. Oh, that's me. And um, so he googled it or whatever the thing was at the time and saw chunk and then he was very upset and decided that he wasn't going to watch it which i understand but he still refuses to watch it today that's unfortunate jeremy you need to watch the goonies that was like that was the mold that was the movie that molded my childhood i know me too and also we live so close i've been to to where it was filmed i've I've been at cannon beach in uh uh in Astoria and we drive we drove through Astoria once and I was like that's where this happened that's where this happened he's like I don't know I don't know what it's this such is. he should at least watch it by it's the such, time we go again 
it's such a great coming of age movie. They don't make kids movies like that anymore. No. Yes, I love it. All right. So I guess we should, as he says, take this in for a landing. Craig, thank you so much for finally coming on the show. For finally coming on. Thanks for finally <laughs> inviting me to come back on. <laughs> well, I got to do whatever I wanted because Jeremy was gone. So, <laughs> And, you know, they always teased us that we should have our own podcast because it would be a test of who cared the least about recording. <laughs> or who could take over whose format the most. Right, or who was the most indifferent. <laughs> well, it turns out, oh, no, I have I a lot that more, a... turns out I have a lot more time for podcasting. Right, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, so um, all of our information is on nerdoutloudpod.com. We have a new Amazon link if you'd like to support the show. No one ever makes any money doing that, but go ahead and, and click. You're already buying stuff on Amazon, so... There you go. Oh, buy something for Craig and have it shipped to his mom's house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And do you have any last words? Do you have like something that you usually say when you go out? Um, I no, I don't. I mean, I think (laughs) I guess I could take your line and say never wait for cake. Yeah, it's a good one, right? It is a good one. What's your favorite kind of cake? Uh, anything not chocolate. I hate. I don't really like chocolate. Well, we this podcast is over. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm much done. Chocolate. No, more chocolate for you in life, right? I guess that is true. We're a good team. I I just see chocolate as okay, dog. Um, a vessel to get more caramel and or peanut butter into my mouth. So chocolate wrapped around peanut butter is fine. <laughs> Other than that, I'm not a fan. There's, I, it always surprises me when people say they're not a fan of chocolate. I know like three of them. Yeah. You're like unicorns. <laughs> I guess so. So vanilla cake, strawberry, like anything that doesn't have chocolate, I'm down with. Oh, I forgot I was going to ask you something earlier, but it, this will turn into a huge tangent. You want to do it anyway? <laughs> sure. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah this is this is a question that people ask on the other podcast that I listen to and I I really am indifferent I don't eat hot dogs so I don't really have strong feelings about it what do you think I like I just like the, the philosophical debate of it I think it's totally a sandwich mm-hmm. it's meat wrapped in bread how is it not a sandwich yeah okay I tried to get into this one with Jeremy once, and he was like, oh, it's clearly a sandwich. Well, shit, well, I think it's a sandwich. I can't. I, I wasn't even equipped <laughs> to argue with the other side. I have a friend who, who I, I go back and forth with him all the time, and he's just – he's like, hot, a hot dog is a goddamn hot dog. It's not a sandwich. And I'm like uh, – So is it its own thing? Yeah, that's what he gets at. And then, he was like, and then I'm like – and so every now and then when I see somebody says that uh, – say that a uh, hot dog is a sandwich, I'll uh, – like Merriam-Webster – tweeted out the other day that a hot dog is a sandwich and I sent it to him. He's like, they're wrong. I don't care who they are. <laughs> I don't care if they define words. It's not right. <laughs> they, they had a, a conversation the other day of what is a chip versus a cracker and is a Cheeto a chip? Oh. That was the big debate we had. And so people were trying to define it like chips are sold in bags. 
and chips crackers are, are sold in boxes. Chips are made of potatoes. But that's not true because tortilla, tortilla chips. chips. There's every time you try to define it, there's another thing. So someone said all crackers are sold in boxes, and then I I posted a picture of Cheez Its in a bag. <laughs> but like because, travel bags don't count because you can get. Well, these are like little lunch style that you put. So someone said, if you would put it in a kid's lunch, then it's a chip. And then I, again, that cheese it bag that that is made for like kids lunches and vending machines and stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 fascinated with coming up with like blanket definitions for broad things like yeah. this. I'm going to have to think about this one a lot. What's that? I mean, with with chips and crackers, though. It's nice because it's sold in separate aisles at the grocery store. So because that the other philo- says, the other philosophical question like this is uh, where does a soup become a stew, and is chili a soup? Oh, I do not think chili is a soup. I don't either. Mm-hmm. It's but, but really more but, like a stew. Where, but, but where does that? But where does Ackley? Where does a soup become a stew. I mean, it's just kind of this. So you can drive yourself yeah. crazy thinking about this and then trying to give a blanket definition that covers everything because you can't, you can't. Yeah. Well, and you know the story about how Jeremy thought gazpacho just meant that the soup was cold. I think that's and actually what I thought it meant. <laughs> so I was telling it cause he said, Oh, what do you want? It was like a hot day or something. He's like, what do you want to have for dinner? And I was like, um, anything but soup it's too hot and I was like haha don't say gazpacho and he's like I, I don't know what that word is and I said oh it's like a cold soup and so the next day I was like oh what'd you have for lunch and he said I had clam chowder gazpacho <laughs> and I'm like what are you talking about he's like you know I just I just drink it straight out of the can cold I'm like that's not what gazpacho is <laughs> okay well I didn't know that yeah. So he j- so now our joke is when we go to the soup aisle, he's like, "Look at all this gazpacho." <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I told you holes in his education. <laughs> <laughs> so just to clarify and maybe get ahead of any emails that didn't mysteriously cut off. It's not your podcast player. It's not a mistaken upload. They just kind of stopped talking. I I think they forgot that they needed to close out the show. And they sort of just stopped recording. So, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled shows. Have a great week. And, uh, let your nerd flag fly. <laughs>